We didn't invent Kid Talk. We perfected it. And at a very young age, you're listening to Voice America Kids. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are all of your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Thank you and welcome to the program, Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Brianna Hope Eton, and right now we are speaking with Jaylene about the wonderful film Monsters University. Thank you for joining us, Jaylene. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you for asking. I just saw Monsters University about a week ago, and I really liked it. Can you please tell me what this story is about? Well, basically, this is the prequel to Monsters Incorporated. In Monsters Incorporated, they were best friends, but no one really knew how they became best friends. So this is exactly what Monsters University um, was about. They were, they were both in college, and at first they were completely different people and had nothing to do with each other. But in the end, they like had to work together to prove that they're worthy of scaring. Ah, yeah. When I, when I saw it, I thought it was really cool how they how they did that, the, like the game of scaring that makes you better at scaring. So I thought that was cool how they added that in there. Well, Billy Crystal yeah, and John too. Goodman are voice actors that star in this film. How was their voice acting to you? I think they did a really good job. They both had really good comedic meaning, which made the movie like ten times more like funnier. Joke, and they'll just keep talking. So I thought that I thought their comedic timing was good, like you said. Who is yeah. your favorite character in this film? My favorite character is Mike Wazowski because. He, everyone made fun of him when he was so little, and from since he was little, he was so determined to be the best, and he wanted to succeed in life, and that's exactly what he did. He was like a perfect student because he wanted to do good in life. Yeah, I, my my favorite character is Mike Wazowski also, but it's when he's small and little because his eye is so big, and it's just so cute, and when everyone saw him as a little like little monster there, just like, aw. So I thought that was really cute. I know, me too. Yeah. What genre do you think this film is? This is definitely comedy. Um, it's it, it was very funny and very cute. Yeah, I thought it was incredible how they, how they did the, like, jokes and how, like, even the characters, even their, even the animation was like the way the characters looked was really funny because some of them had like suction cups on them and they had like big hair. I thought that was, I thought it was really weird. <laughs> yeah, I did. I thought the animators did a really good job too. Like yeah. n- none of the characters looked exactly the same. Yeah, I I really don't like when they do that. It's like this character looks exactly like this character, and it just kind of it kind of ruins what they did. But in this film, I didn't find that. So, how do you think the writer did in this film? I think the writer really good. Like he he made sure that he connected points from Monsters Incorporated into Monsters University, which was really smart. Because while you're watching the movie, you'll be like, "Oh, that's how that connects to that." So they did a really good job making this movie, especially the writer. Yeah. Um. When the I forgot her name, but when it said double O one. And she's like, I'll be watching, always yeah. watching. I'm just like, that's so cool, because she was, she was in the other one. So yeah, I thought she that was, was like, it connected. Yep. How do you, I mean, who do you think the film appeals to most? I think uh, the film appeals to 
younger audiences the most, but um, it's a great family movie too. Like, I saw when I went to review it, I saw a lot of kids and their family, yeah. so that's like a great, great audience. It was yeah. It was when nice. I saw it, when I saw it, I was just like, "There's gonna be tons of kids," and I was right. There was tons of kids that were ready to see this. They were like really excited. So I'm just like, "Oh, it's so cool how you can make a movie and so many people like it." So yeah. how did you think the special effects? I mean, the animation was good, how they didn't make anyone look like anyone else. But how was the special effect, if they had any? Or the 3D? How was the 3D animation? Not the that 3D, we're on that. The 3D animation was really good because in the beginning, like, um, the, when, when they were throwing the toys all around, it actually felt like the toys were coming at you and they were, like, when they'd scatter them on the floor for the, for the test when they would see how scary a monster was. Like, yeah, it was even more exciting to watch. <laughs> yeah, it did. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Brianna Hobiton, and you are listening to Voice America Kids. And today, we're reviewing the films Man of Steel, Monsters University, Bedknobs and Broomsticks, and the American Film Institute Mel Brooks event. So right now, let's continue speaking with Jaylene. And we were just talking about how the 3D animation was really, really good. And it made this film better. <laughs> Would you, were you able to find any messages or morals in this film? Yes. Well, there is a surprise plot twist that has to do with this message. So I'm going to tell you the message without trying to give, you, give away the plot. So Mark. I thought the message is sometimes we are not, well, sometimes we are not cut out for the things we want to do in life. But ultimately, you have to do the things that make you happy. And the, this message has to do with the plot twist. So I won't give it away, but I say Mike definitely learned this lesson. Yeah. I mean, the message that I found was, like, teamwork. Because when they were, like, at the beginning of the scare games, I think that's what they're called, uh -huh. um, Mike was like, no, I have to do everything. And I'm, I'm pulling the weight on this team, so you all have to listen to me. But further along, he's just like, I know, it's, it's really hard. We just have to work together. So I think that was the message that I found. Yeah, that too. They, they, they did work together hard. Yeah. So there were many messages or morals, you could say. Yes. What was the age range you give this film out of five stars? I mean, not the age range. How many stars do you give this film out of five stars? I, get, I gave this film five out of five stars because I was a big fan of Monsters Incorporated. And so when mm. Monsters University came out and I went to watch it, I really enjoyed it. Plus, I thought it was a really good film. Yeah, I mean, I liked Monsters Incorporated, but to me, I think that Monsters University is, I think, a little bit better, but that's just me. Yeah. So, if you could portray any character in this film, who would it be and why? Because I know you said earlier that Mike Wazowski was your favorite character, but who could you see portraying yourself? I could see, I could see actually Mike Wazowski be portraying myself because... Well, for one, I'm very, very small. Like, I've always <laughs> been the smallest in my class or something. And I have life goals that I'm working hard to succeed. I want to be an actress when I grow up. And from since I was little, I've been determined to do that. And that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to do that until I make it big. So I can I feel his connection. And if things don't work out like the plot twist here in my, with Mike, then, you know, you still have to be happy in life. Yeah, I mean, I've I've wanted to do some things in my life. Like, I was little, and I really wanted to do something. I think I wanted to paint, and I was just like, no, I gotta paint this. And after a while, I was just like, I'm not cut out for this. I'm really yeah. not. It's just not what I'm meant to do. So you have to, you have to realize that it's not what you're meant to do, and just let go of it. So I, I get where you got. I get I get where you got from Mike Wazowski. So, do you think this film has any villains in it? Well, definitely. The jocks, the, the top scaring jocks. Yeah. They, the Omega Roar uh, scare group, they were definitely yeah. the, jo the, the villains. They were, they were determined to make sure that this lame group with Mike Wazowski would not succeed. And they were proven wrong. Yeah, I mean, I think it was two different villains, if you could say that. I think that the Jacques, of course, were the villains. But I also think that it was kind of a battle against life. It was, 
it was he was just Mike Wazowski needed to learn that life is hard sometimes and you just have to cope with it. So I think that was both of them, like both villains, I guess you could say. Yeah, that too. <laughs> well, Jaylene, thank you so much for talking with us today and telling us all about Monsters University. It's in theaters on June 1st, so please go check it out. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Brianna Hobiton from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you are listening to Voice America News. Just because you're a kid doesn't mean you don't have an important voice to be heard. You are our future, and you need a forum to be heard. Tune in to American Pulse on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll talk to the student leaders of America and find out what they're doing to make a difference today. You'll be inspired to start working now for a brighter future later. American Pulse is heard live every Monday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. It's time to lead by example. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Brianna Hope Beaton, and you are listening to Voice America Kids. And today, we are reviewing the films Man of Steel, Monsters University, Bedknobs and Broomsticks, and the American Film Institute Mel Brooks event. So right now, we are speaking with Kiefer about the American Film Institute Mel Brooks event. So thank you for joining us today. How are you, thank Kiefer? You. Oh, I'm doing wonderful. How about you? Well, thank you for asking. So, Keeper, can you tell me just a little bit about this event? Yes, this is the American Film Institute Life Achievement. It's the highest honor for any actor or director to get. And the reason Mel Brooks got it is because he supplied the most wonderful thing he can give us is laughter. And he's given us these wonderful parodies and movies. So he deserved this award for Life Achievement. Wow. I didn't know that was the highest you could get. That's it's the highest honor, yes. Yes. You know what? One day, I will be up there. You will see me. I will be up there. And I will say, <laughs> I know you. <laughs> I know you. I know her. <laughs> so there were so many, many stars present to honor Mel, such as Robert De Niro, Morgan Freeman, and who else could you remember that was there? Um, Sarah Silverman was there. Amy Poehler. Martin Short, which did the most wonderful opening into an AFI award I have ever seen. What did he do? Well, he did a whole dance sequence and musical sequence of 
I want to be a producer. And he oh. did, and, and he did, and if all these girls are dressed up in costumes, like from Blazing Saddles, Young Frankenstein, History of the World Part One, all these sorts of things. It's just funny for him to watch. And who else was there? there was people from the American Film Institute, Martin Scorsese, who gave Mel Brooks the award, which was amazing. And yeah. Wow. Yeah, I read up a little bit on this. And I, yeah, it said about the dancing and the singing type thing. And I'm just like, oh, that was, that, that, that must have been cool. And now that you explain it to me, it sounded like it was really splendid and awesome and cool. It was splendid. <laughs> it was. So, are there any memorable moments that you can remember? Me in a few Mel Brooks. Oh, <gasps> you did? I only got one question with him because they had to get him in as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. And a man such as this who's so humble and so sweet, he, and what's he, he's 86 and he acts like he's, he's so chipper and he acts like a child. He's like moving around. He's doing all this stuff. It's so amazing to see him. And interviewing him was just the most amazing thing I could ever do to meet yeah, such when- a comedy genius like him. <laughs> yeah, my one of my friends' grandmother is like ninety or ninety-two, and she's so old. Not so old, but <laughs> we, it's a it's a joke that we have, yeah, <laughs> and I call uh, her old all the time. Anyway, uh, but she <laughs> acts like she's she's a girl. She's so she she's so just energetic and it's it's amazing how how old people <laughs> um well seniors i guess i could say that they're so energetic and that and they still have that life in them because some people just know no i'm gonna be sudden it's really it's really fun to see that they still have awesome life in them so i heard recently that you did this event you went to this event two days before your 13th birthday how is that a treat for you Best birthday present ever. <laughs> this was, was definitely on my bucket list. <laughs> and <laughs> when it was two days for my birthday, it was, that made it even a more bit of a treat for me. Yeah. So, yeah. It's like I'm seeing this event, but I'm also seeing it around my birthday. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyone, did anyone honor Mel? Like through email? I mean, not email, but through video? Yeah. Um, oh, this was hilarious. Since Mel is a director, we have three big-time directors on video. Steven Spielberg, George Lucas, and Clint Eastwood. They wow. do, they, Clint Eastwood says, he, since he's a, a Western director, he says, Western's been an American dream. It shows way of life back then. And this is what Mel Brooks did to it. And Mel Brooks does Blazing Saddles, which is a parody on, on Westerns. So what's funny about this, these directors do their own set of themes. George Lucas does science fiction. Clint Eastwood, more like more Western. And Steven Spielberg has done most, well, some history. And when you, and Mel makes fun of all sorts of the, all sorts of that. He made fun of westerns, sci-fi, and history, and even more in his movies. And that's what's hilarious about that. <laughs> well, that's shocking. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, I just kind of made fun of all your films. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your and you are listening to Voice America Kids. And today we are reviewing the films Man of Steel, Monsters University, Bedknobs and Broomsticks, and the American Film Institute Mel Brooks event. So right now let's continue speaking with Kiefer about the American Film Institute Mel Brooks event. And we were just speaking about how through email, not, oh, I keep saying that, through video, other directors were honoring Mel. So they... He kind of made fun of their films in a way. So, have you seen any films by Mel Brooks? I think you were talking about one. Every single one. I wow. have the complete edition of Mel Brooks DVDs. In fact, I was when I heard I was going to be in the American, I was going to go to the 
American Film Institute Life Achievement Award. I want to study as much as I can because I love every film he's done. Robin and Man Tides, um, History of the World Part One. It's good to be the king. Um, um, Blazing Saddles. It's just wow. when was even better honoring a man and being there. It's just see the legacy he's done and how wow. much. And this is very fun stuff he does, and this is classical stuff that will be seen through ages. And yeah, so you obviously love him as a director. And I have to ask, which of his films is your favorite? You just asked the hardest question. But let me just point out for one minute: he doesn't just direct. In the same yeah. movie, he directs, acts, produces, writes, and sometimes even composes the music. All wow. in the same exact film. So I just thought I'd point that out. But my favorite one after, that he's ever done, it's really hard to use. So far, I really enjoy The Producers. That was the first parody he did. Mm. And, well, and it's not really a parody or something. It's just making fun of producing. And the story that happens, it's, Gene Ryder's amazing, and Zero Mostel is great. So, yes, Produce is my favorite one because it's funny. And what's even funnier about it is back then, this kind of comedy was not allowed. This stuff was like, the audience was like, this is terrible, but hilarious. So he kind of, <laughs> Mel Brooks has no boundary in comedy. He wow. has no limit. Whatever he thinks is funny he puts it on screen no matter if they think it's too dirty or vulgar. It's just what he thinks is funny. And that's a good comedian. Yeah. It's kind of like he set new boundaries. Yes, he did. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. He he traveled to new lands. <laughs> yes. Was the tribute and the ceremony all what you thought it would be? The best part about it was interviewing it, but also... Gene Wilder was in the video, and he made a big tribute to Mel, and it was tear-jerking. But the the ceremony was just what I got, just what I expected it to be, because all the celebrities just sort of, kind of, make fun of him in a way, like I haven't worked with Mel, and you haven't made me out, and, and Mel, you never let me audition in one of your movies. <laughs> How the heck am I supposed to audition? I mean, I'm good. Why didn't you pick me? I mean, <laughs> I'm so good. Yes. So some of the people that, was, that would actually make a tribute to him haven't worked with Mel. And that's what's even funny about it. Or yeah. some people have worked with him. And, of course, they make a tribute to him. It's funny. It gets heartwarming at times. So, yeah, the tribute was everything I wanted to be yeah, because I, I remember, I think one of my acting coaches or someone that I really looked up to, I don't, I, I don't think I've ever worked with them, like, personally. I don't think I work with them at all. And I was just like, I've, I've had such fun with you. And I made this long speech about how I loved how she did this and she did that, but I've never worked with her. So it was was it was it was kind of funny that I never worked with her, but I still loved how she did things. So, yes. Well, Kiefer, thank you so much for talking with us today and telling us all about the AFI Mel Brooks ceremony. I could say, sounds like you really had a great time. I did. Thank you so much for letting me talk about it. <laughs> well, thank you for coming. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Brianna Hope Beaton from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you are listening to Voice America Kids. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. 
Kids these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Remember my name. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Brianna Hobiton, and you are listening to Voice America Kids. And today, we are reviewing the films Man of Steel, Monsters University, Bedknobs and Broomsticks, and the American Film Institute, Mel Brooks Event. So right now, we are speaking with Jerry. I'm very good. I am feeling like Superman. How about you? (laughs) I'm feeling like Brianna. (laughs) Thank you for asking. Please tell me a little bit about it. Well, Man of Steel is basically the entire lifetime more like it was in the Marvel comics. It's basically Man so Superman was born. Obviously, he wasn't Superman. He was just named Cal, and he's an alien from, like, a superhuman race. The planet gets destroyed. He gets into Earth in basically a nutshell. His childhood isn't very good because, well, he's different from everybody and he has to keep it a secret. And there's a lot of things where he wants to save people, but he really can't because he can't show his identity. Mm, I love I love those movies when you're something else and you feel different and you can't say anything, but you are different and people pick on you and stuff like that, but they don't know who you really are. So that's a shout out to people. Don't judge people. Just I have to say that. <laughs> Man of Steel stars Henry Cavill, Amy Adams, and Michael Shannon. To name a few of the actors, how was their performance? I thought the performance was amazing. Zing. It was... <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> um, no, literally that word fits it because it, it was just fantastic. I just thought that the actors they chose for Superman especially was fantastic. And the alien race, because General Zen, who got, well, arrested and then got free because the planet got destroyed, uh, got re- tried to get revenge on Superman and basically, well, destroy him. And turn um, Earth into Krypton, which was uh, Superman's birth planet. So uh. it was kind of- it was very interesting, the emotions of Superman. Because he was upset at times, he was scared at times. Especially his childhood, you could see he was really upset. He was scared a lot of times. Mm. Sounds like you really like this film and the acting. It is fantastic. Acting is perfecto. <laughs> perfecto. <laughs> perfecto. Yep, that's your word now. What is your favorite scene in this film? I have to say when uh, they had Superman custody because um, basically General Zen said, Reed, give me this alien person that's on your planet uh, pretending to be a human or I'll destroy your planet. And Superman 
was tying somebody, and he's in cuffs. He just stands up, uh, puts his hands to the side, and rips the cuffs really easily. And he just talks to them through one of those like police mirrors that you can't see them, but they can see you. Like, if they actually know where you are. So it was super funny. So he was like, I can see that you're ready. Shoot me with this and this. And I can see that you have security ready to attack me. And I can assure you that's not going to work on me. <laughs> yeah, it's like he's looking through. It's like he's looking at a mirror, and it's weird when you see that. It's like you're looking at a mirror, but you're talking to people that already know you're there. It's like it's really confusing, but it's. I've I, I think I've seen that scene, not that exact scene, but a scene like it, and I thought it was really cool. So, who is your favorite character, and why? You know, I actually have to say, um. Cal or Superman's father because he was a pretty cool guy. Um, he was he was uh, mostly at the beginning when Krypton got destroyed and um, he was pretty well. He was pretty heroic. He did a lot of big risks that can get him well destroyed, and he knew that the plan was gonna get destroyed because they're doing something bad to the planet's core. So mm. he basically took his own life and soon his wife's because the planet got destroyed and Cal was the only one to escape except for General Zen and his followers. Oh, see, I would too like a guy like that. Like, th- that, would, that would probably be my favorite character too since we're such alike. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I know, right? You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Brianna Hope Beaton, and you are listening to Voice America Kids. And today, we are reviewing the films Man of Steel, Monsters University, Bedknobs and Broomsticks, and the American Film Institute Mel Brooks event. So right now, we are, let's continue speaking with Jerry about the film Man of Steel. And we were just talking about how his favorite character is Superman's father because he basically took his own life to save others. So, thought that was cool. <laughs> so, how many stars do you give this film out of five? I would actually have to say four out of five stars because the movie is fantastic. Don't get me wrong. The visual effects are fantastic. Special effects, fantastic. But, this movie is a very long movie. And, after a while... It's like the special effects kept, like, getting the same and the same. And everything's the same. Like, after he battles, like, five of them, he's, they're like, really? And mm-hmm. when I was watching the movie, I even heard a guy saying, okay, we get it, just kill him already. Yeah. That's not a good sign. Yeah, because some people, sometimes people, not people, but directors, I guess, or but people in general, um, they make movies that are long and it may be a great film or a great movie but sometimes after a while it gets like our attention span starts to go away I guess you could say so I get where you're coming from because I have watched my fair share of movies that are very very long and they don't see they're trying to do it's like adding just scene after scene that doesn't make sense yeah, it's really hard for a movie that's like three hours long to be an actual good film. Yeah, except the Titanic. Don't just the Titanic. <laughs> and a few other films. <laughs> yes, thank you. So, what type of genre do you think this film is? Well, there's a lot of side of action. There's a lot of comedy in it. There's actually even a tiny bit of romance as well. Because, you huh? know, there's always a girl in the Superman stuff. There's there, always a girl. There always <laughs> It's like mandatory. There has to be the girl. <laughs> it's like, director, we don't, we can't find a girl for this film. It's like, I guess we can't do the show, man. Yep. <laughs> so, how is the cinematography in this film? I know you were talking about how the visuals, visuals were amazing and they were great and they were impressive and they were, they were fantastic. But how did you think the cinematography was? I thought the cinematography was uh, more or less perfect, honestly. Well, it was it was perfect. At first, it was confusing because I thought the cinematography, it could have showed a bit more of what was going on, but it didn't. But otherwise, I thought it was perfect because when Superman was, uh, Superman was destroying a spaceship, and uh, it was pretty cool. It was, well, pretty awesome, honestly, how they 
filmed it and how they like edited it and then the special effects and also the aliens like fairly super 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 human they have amazing strength they have x-ray vision they have laser vision they can almost fly they it's just wow yeah it's like humans but but not <laughs> they look a lot like humans though so they yeah. basically look exactly like humans they're just not humans they're just not humans so since this is a superman film or yes a superman film i like when i hear of like marvel and superheroes and spider-man and superman i think of costumes that's the that's the one thing i think about so how did you think the costumes of like the aliens were in superman the costumes were pretty good superman's costume looked like a rubber looked kind of rubbery which it usually is different i thought superman costumes are supposed to be made out of cloth but no the director's choice and maybe i'm wrong because I never really looked that much into Marvel Comics. I know mm-hmm. I know a lot of people that did, but I may be wrong. But the aliens' costumes looked epic. I mean, they looked epic, especially for the bad people. They just looked amazing, Zing. <laughs> <laughs> they were amazing, Zing. Just put that word in there. So it sounds like they were really excellent with the costumes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you would think that the aliens would have, like, the aliens that look like humans would have human-looking costumes, but that's not what it is all the time, so. Mm-mm. Well, Jerry, thank you so much for talking with us today and telling us all about Man of Steel. Well, thank you so much for having me on. This, mm-hmm. was, this is a great film to review and a great film to watch as well. Yes, I think it is. It's in theaters now, so please go check that out. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Brianna Hobiton from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you are listening to Voice America Kids. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Do you think that you can't change the political system in our country? Well, one host is doing that and started at age 13. Join Connor Brantley for Hello, the Future is Calling. Our show takes an inside look at what's going on in national, state, and local government from a new and very unique perspective. Connor holds our elected officials accountable and will bring you an unbiased look at what's really going on. Listen for Hello, the Future is Calling every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Kids. Help make a difference. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. 
Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Brianna Hopiton, and you are listening to Voice America Kids. And today, we are reviewing the films Man of Steel, Monsters University, Bedknobs and Broomsticks, and the American Film Institute Mel Brooks event. So right now, we are speaking with Kiefer about Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Welcome back, Kiefer. Can you please tell me a little bit about this classic film? Of course. The story is about... Miss Eglantine Price, played by Angela Lansbury, who is an apprentice witch, now taking care of three children, Carrie, Paul, and Charlie, they find out that she is a witch. So, they have some magical of their own. So, Miss Eglantine gives them a magical bed knob, which, once screwed onto the bed, can take them anywhere they want to go. While that's going on, Miss Eglantine was looking for a special spell to help win the war. Wow. Yeah. That sounds cool. <laughs> it's really cool. It really is awesome. Yeah, it really is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you think the acting in this film is? Oh, I think the acting is really, putting in words, amazing. It sound, it's very primitive. But Angela Lansbury, of course, is doing a great job as acting because she's really a great actress. David Thompson, who I know him from some of my childhood movies, is amazing. The kids are great. I mean, for back then, the acting's really good. So, yeah, I think the yeah. acting's, especially when they're working off animated animation, which is not the easiest thing to do, but it's still, they're really great actors. Yeah. I like when, I like when you see older films, or, or not even older films, just a little bit from the past time that you watched and that you're from. And I like how you can see how we, how the acting was back then and how the animation was and how everything else was. So it's like how far you've seen us gone. Yeah. I, I, I've seen us gone. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so how's the soundtrack to music in this film? When they're flying around in the bed, that's, some that tune is going to be in your head forever. <laughs> it's just so it's a catchy tune without any words, but yet you still it's those tunes that just seem so like the ET music when they're flying oh. on the bikes. It's kind of like that. It's like uh-huh. a world of whimsy of flying and wee look over here, look over there, fish, flying fish, animated bears. I mean, <laughs> it's just that whimsy sort of music. And even when, like, the ending music's great, and uh, there's actually a scene where different culture of music, like music from India, um, the Bahamas, all that kind of music in, like, Times Square. So you get exotic, you get timeless, timeless sing-along music, and you get whimsy. So <laughs> the music's really marvelous, yes. <laughs> you get exotic and whimsy music. <laughs> Which is not easy to say at points. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I absolutely love music. Like, acting, music, and ballet is basically my life right now. And music has always been a part of my life. So sometimes when I watch movies, I just watch them for the music. So I like when films have good music. <laughs> like, whimsy music. <laughs> so what is your favorite scene? Favorite scene is, has to be when... They're on the island of Naboo Boom. That's the island. If you laugh, I don't blame you. But that's when all you see the animated animals and playing a soccer game, which the king is really good at. And one of our main characters is the referee. And it seems like a regular cartoon, slapstick, comedy, and, and all that. But this is when you have an actual live actor in the middle of it. Literally in the middle of it, they trample on him every time they go back and forth from the field. But that's a favorite scene because it it really gets funny. And the way these actors work off each other are hilarious. So, yes, that's my favorite scene. <laughs> it's like in the middle of nowhere. A real person just comes in. Yes. That's, that's just how life is. <laughs> No, it's like how if we were just walking on the street, like an animated animal just came in. It, Tramples it, it'd be on kind you. of funny. Yeah, that's how it fun- is. It's funny if it talks to you. Like, I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> uh, if I see that, I probably won't. But if I ever see that, I'm going to tell you. Okay, thank you. Yes. Keep me on speed dial. Yeah. 
So, who's your favorite character and why? My favorite character has to be Dr. Emilius Brown, played by David Thomason. He's a former teacher and headmaster of the College of Witchcraft. It's, it's sort of a twist, but I don't, don't want to give it away. He's, well, it's not much of a twist. He's sort of a con artist. He's not the best of magic, but he's one of those nice ones. Not like, oh, I'm just going to leave you in the middle of the island and just leave you and save myself. He's one of those nice ones. Like, he's not good at magic. He tries to trick you, but when he has to be helpful and sentimental at times, he is. Wow, I like people like that. They're sentimental when they need to be. You are listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Brianna Hope B. Tong, and you are listening to Voice America Kids. And today, we are reviewing the films Man of Steel, Monsters University, Bedknobs and Broomsticks, and the American Film Institute, Mel Brooks Event. So right now, let's continue speaking with Kiefer about Bedknobs and Broomsticks. And we were just talking about his favorite character and how he is sentimental when he needs to be, but he still tries to trick people every now and then. So... Who do you think this film appeals to most? Well, for the present day, I think it appeals to young audience still, but even adult, uh, an older audience, because some older audiences may remember watch this when they were a child, and when they see this movie, they'll think about, oh, I remember back in the day when I saw this, <laughs> and see how our technology nowadays is more developing. And, again, the young audiences were enjoy just the cartoon slapsticks, the musical points, and just the plain, downright enjoyable acting and scenes you see in this movie. Yeah, I'm, I, for me, I make it a goal of mine to when I get to about, I guess, 40, 40, or, 40 or 50, between those two ages, I'm going to watch all the movies that I watched when I was little so that I can see where... I am where I am in the present time and where I was like 25 years ago. So I make movies it a goal. Are, movies are probably back in art and when it gets older, going to be on the back of your sunglasses. You can watch them on your sunglasses. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, that's how advanced we're going to be. Flying cars, jetpacks. <laughs> uh, so were you able to find any messages or morals in this film? Yes. Uh, slide one. Uh, this one, I believe Paul is not believing in magic, and he's like, "Oh, you can't make that bed fly. You can't get out of the room." It's like, "No, it's not gonna work." And at first, he's like, "Guys, magic is dumb. It's not real." But then, when he sees the magical armor move and the bed flies, he's still not convinced. Then, when he sees the but when he gets turned into a bunny, that's when he's convinced. But <laughs> So never stop believing. It sounds corny. It really does. But come on, parents out there, you got to remember, don't stop believing. You need to have imagination, even when you're older. Yeah. I mean, so many people do things in life and they're not, they don't, after a while, they're just like, oh, I can't do this. And But the thing is, I saw I saw this thing where this guy was so close to what he wanted and he was about an inch or two away from what he wanted to find and he gave up and he was so close. So don't give up because you never know how close you are to your goal. So Yes. I, I totally agree because sometimes that's how I feel. I just feel like giving up. So But don't. Don't give up. But, but don't. <laughs> <laughs> so how many stars do you give this film out of five? five out of five stars because it's really an enjoyable film and for back then the technology it's it's sort of Mary Poppins in fact one of the actors David Thomason wasn't Mary Poppins but <laughs> it's sort of that Mary Poppins with catchy music sort of whimsy and animation but with that said it's still a very enjoyable film Great acting, great technology, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna keep watching it on my on my VCR set. <laughs> <laughs> on my VCR set, <laughs> which my grandpa. <laughs> I still have one of those. I I make I make it a goal. See again with the goals. I make yeah. it a goal to keep them so that I'm just like yes, children. This is what I used. Back well, not used, but <laughs> back in my days. <laughs> 
Well, that's all the time we have for today. Kiefer, thank you so much for talking with us today and telling us all about bed knobs and bruising sticks. It's always great talking to you. It's always great talking to you. Well, thank you. This classic, film, <laughs> this classic film is playing all month on HGNet Movies Kids Scenes, so please tune in and check it out. Thanks so much for joining us. You have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions to watch our video reviews of the latest film and DVD releases. And to learn how you can become a Kids First film critic, go to www.kidsfirst.org. I'm your host, Brianna Hobiton, and you are listening to Voice America Kids. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know what to see. And speaking of see, we'll see you again next week. Kids these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. What's cooking? Join Kid Chef Eliana for Cool Kids Cook. Eliana is one of the youngest published cookbook authors and will show you that there are all kinds of goodness in food beyond the chicken nuggets and fries. On our show, we'll discover cuisine from around the world, learn some great cooking techniques, speak with some of the world's top chefs, and share recipes. Kid Chef Eliana is here for you on Cool Kids Cook every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Bon appetit! We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. 